Authorized is on Patreon. Head to patreon.com slash authorized pod if you want to support us. For $3 a month, you can help us buy these books. For $6 a month, we'll give you a shout-out on the podcast. And for even more money, you can demand that we read and discuss a certain novelization. Pretty cool. If we get enough listeners, we will start putting out bonus episodes, so tell your friends. Authorized.com. It's not authorized.com. What? Patreon.com slash authorized pod. Welcome to Authorized, a podcast where we usually discuss the novelization of any film fortunate enough to have one. As you surely know by now, however, because you saw the title of the episode, we are instead ranking the novelizations. Here at the end of another episode of Authorized, having committed much of our time that could have been used to further our careers or see our loved ones before they perish, we instead read... 12 novelizations of films, mostly, that people don't even talk about. And we're back again to decide which ones we liked better than others. We are your hosts, a loose coalition of novelization enthusiasts. My name is Andrew Overby. I'm Andrew Marco. And I'm Hannah Blackman. Still sick. (laughs) How's everybody doing tonight? I good. I'm, I'm good. good. I'm good. I went to the Big E today. What's that? I went to a thing today as well, but I have I to save it I also went to for... a thing. Okay, Hannah, is this is this encroaching on anyone's question that we're going to get to about what's bringing joy to your life? No. Mine, mine. is, so I'll save mine. What's yours, okay. Hannah? I went to a wool festival. Ooh. And I got to meet some llamas. Whoa. I saw a camel at my festival. Ooh. What was what's this big E thing? What the is big that? E this is my first time going, but it's a big exposition in Springfield, Massachusetts that it's got like state fair, four H elements, but they've got these really cool pavilions where they have six state house sized buildings that are the six states of New England. Oh. And you go in and they've got businesses like breweries, cheese shops, local artisans and all sorts of things. I watched a guy make a glass pumpkin. Cool. Pretty cool day, uh, if, uh, if I can say so myself. Yeah. Every memory I have of the Big E is outside. What is this building's nonsense? I, mean, I remember it was doing mostly like a... outside. Oh. I think Leonard Skinner's playing tonight outside. So, Huh. Wow. I just remember going there as a kid and like there was one of those um, dunk booths with a clown and the clown would like insult you. Pretty normal fare for like a, you know, a state fair type thing. But the the clown I remember was just like needlessly vicious, like people were like trying to dunk the clown, and he was just like, he was just like, uh, "How's that second divorce going, buddy? Too bad you don't have your mom to comfort you anymore." He'd be like saying, "That's I made that one up," but he was like on that level. It's pretty brutal. What did you yeah. go to today, Andrew? 
I can't tell you because it's part of the questions we decided we would answer on this episode. We but I will decided. We decided. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Look, any of this stuff that I force you to do, if you guys want to take the initiative, <laughs> make a stupid little game to put at the end of an episode, or fucking write an author you know, uh, bio that's two pages long and takes ten minutes to read, <laughs> I welcome it. I think it's funny that we're like, we decided. It's like literally just like, What's what are you enjoying? Like what movies do you like? What books do you like? <laughs> I like, know. Yes. like it's a horrible burden to have to do. I could do one word answers for this. Like it was not tough. <laughs> also, how dare we twice a year decide to do an episode that doesn't require like a twelve hour commitment of time to prep for? Hey, book club two's coming out. We will we will be there. We will I have I hope Liz we can back. all be together for it. book club two. Is that, is that getting a theatrical release? I hope it's coming so. out in May of 2023. I guess that I'm adding that to a question. Now that our podcast has exceeded the like, we're all inside pandemic years, mm-hmm. it feels more doable than ever that we could take some sort of vacation together where I then force us to record an episode like every day. <laughs> yeah. Maybe our Something audio would sound it. consistent. <laughs> could, yeah, could be. Could be, you know, it's, I'm sure it's fun for our listeners. They never know what they're getting on the audio front. Um, do I sound bad? Is this a no. jibe? Is it me? No, no you know, it's I'm not always going to think it's me. Look, Hannah, I'm not saying you're without your problems, but like, w- the, the, you know, there are times that I turn in audio that's bad. It's like we really <laughs> keep the audience guessing and the guest ones, whoo, Ooh. who knows? Though, Hannah, I am hoping in season four you can weep less openly on the podcast. It gets picked up a lot. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm very emotional. It's hard. Yeah. You know, I just care so much. You can't sell any of your books because they're just covered in tears. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's what it means on thrift books when it says acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> Waterlogged by tears. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's jump into these prompts that I needlessly made to get us to talk, even though we talk anyway. <laughs> Hannah Blackman. Yeah. What is the best piece of media you have absorbed recently, not for this podcast? Um, this is going to be my answer to like three of these questions, but it's MASH, Great. baby. I'm watching MASH. It's taken me nine months because at some point I started watching it with my parents and now I'm not allowed to watch it by myself, but it's the best TV hmm. show in the world. And also I'm reading the books, which are fun in a different way. And that's that. Um, Aside from that, because I couldn't watch MASH while my parents were out of town, I watched Seinfeld, which is funny, it turns out. Who knew? Never watched it before. And I've watched like 12 Roddy McDowell movies, and those have brought me a lot of personal (laughs) joy. I like him. That's me. Hannah, what's the um, what's the path there for Mash? Because I've never watched it. Is it sure. is it a, is it a TV series based on books, or are they books right. spun off from the series? There was a book, then a movie, then a TV show, then more books mm-hmm. that are unrelated to the movie or the TV show. They are direct sequels to the book, but certainly, like the first book was published in like 1958 or something crazy like that, and then the next right. one was published in like 1973. <laughs> <laughs> based on the success of the movie. I don't think that's quite the right date, but there is like a kind of a weird gap. Um, but yeah. But I would say if you were going to watch it, the thing to do is to watch the TV show, see if you like it, and then expand your reach. That makes Because the movie is like unpleasant to watch, in my opinion. And the book is 
just its own weird little thing. Well, <clears throat> I can't see myself ever doing that because I That's fine. basically I, I basically don't watch TV anymore. I like loved deeply like four television shows and as they've just ended over the last five years, I have not replaced them. Well, let me tell you, MASH is 11 seasons. So wow. it would last Mash? you. And I'm not going to watch after MASH, which is one season. I'm not sure it actually exists to watch generally, to be fair. Andrew Marco. Yeah. What is the best piece of media you have absorbed recently? Not for this podcast. I had a couple of answers for this. Great. Um, first is, of course, the conclusion of Better Call Saul. Sure. Which was wonderful. And I'm sure I'm not the first person to say, you know, it was great. And I think it was a nice bow on that universe. Uh, I also really liked the TV show Under the Banner of Heaven. And I'm now reading the book, which is also very insightful and interesting into that entire case and i like uh and i also saw the revival of 1776 that's now on broadway in boston over the summer and that was really fantastic my answer is also as predictable as it is the final season of better call saul here's all i'll say about it because i don't want to just gush and gush and gush i haven't watched it i'm not going to spoil anything here's you 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 would probably, I think, get more out of it, Hannah, than you might expect from from everything that I'm sure I would like it, to... but I'm busy. So. Yeah, but I think one of the one of the unfortunate things about that universe is people assume because of the plot of Breaking Bad that 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 Better Call Saul has some sort of like edge lord, you know, aspect to it, and it really is so much more soft and sympathetic. And here here's what I was like going to come in to say about it is there is an unfortunate tendency of TV shows. And I would include certain seasons of breaking bad among these to be like, because we exist in a season format, we are going to kind of predictably deliver a single plot. And there might be divergences and there might be little bottle episodes or whatever, but we are going to set up a conflict in episode one of the season that will pay off in some spectacular way in the final episode, which now that we have had like 20 years since the Sopranos and, and the wire and these shows that kicked off this type of television is kind of horrifyingly predictable. And there was a thing that happened with Hannibal, the TV series, which you watched Hannah, right? Which I, I loved. And I, I think it's because they are adapted from books. They're, were these crazy swerves in plot where just because it would be where one book ended and another one began, a random episode would just be like, this very important character is forever dead. Sorry. You'd be like, I'm on episode three of the season. What is happening? Um, so I've, for years I've been saying that about Hannibal. I love that. Better Call Saul, which is not based on fucking anything, doesn't have any books or, or, or anything, in its final season crescendos at very strange points that was absolutely thrilling and at the end becomes a more quieter show seemingly with lower stakes than like anything in it before anything in breaking bad had ever been and it was executed like perfectly i was i was absolutely floored by it so i don't know make more daring plot structures is sort of my note to uh uh the the makers of tv in general so Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. 
Hannah Blackman. Yeah. What is a bright or exciting thing going on in your life at large or today specifically? Well, yesterday I successfully baked an angel food cake, which I thought would be unbelievably difficult and it wouldn't go well. But it went pretty well. And I'm looking forward to eating it after this. Um, I like to bake. It's going well. Great British Bake Off is back. So that's nice. Andrew Marco, what is a bright or exciting thing going on in your life at large or today specifically? Um, well, it's the fall, and I love the fall more than anything, and I love the weather is finally getting chilly. Mm-hmm. means I can watch scary movies all the time, and no one can stop me. Sure. Um, yeah, and I just feel like I'm I'm doing a lot of like music composition, playing on my own right now, which has been really nice because I had many years of writer's block, and then it sort of rebounded into writing in the pandemic and has continued so i just feel good about all of that i'll jump off (laughs) what you said marco and say uh my my spot of joy is also autumnal in that the thing i wouldn't tell you earlier is i went to a festival today centered around apples oh nice Mm. did you pick any apples no it was like in the middle of the city uh but I did partake in two apples, which I ate, which I, is more apples than I've had in years, uh, a, a cider, uh, a piece of apple pie, Ooh. and then something that claimed to be an apple sausage. It t- just tastes like meat Ooh. to me. But mm. That's how I felt when I had a rattlesnake sausage, that it just tasted like chicken. That it just tasted like rattlesnake. <laughs> Collins Conley, past and future guest. And I went apple picking recently, and we made an apple pie, and I'd never made one before, and it was quite yummy. Mm. Treats. Treats are the best. It's so nice to, like, open the fridge and be like, oh, right, there's a treat in here that I made for me. I love having, like, a cake in the fridge or whatever. I don't really think I have the self-control to experience that. Well, if you're, like, a a one person, right, living alone, Uh and you bake an entire cake, it'll last you a couple of days. Yeah, probably would last me a couple of days. Right, but no, that's th- all I'm saying. Like, not forever. Even so, I would eat an entire cake in, like, three days. Yeah, I mean, it's... Okay, don't do it all the time, but it is nice <laughs> to be like, I have a cake waiting for me, and I'm going to just eat it whenever I frickin' please. Right. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> Hannah, I thought you were going to say something about autumn or apples. Oh, no, I just love it. It's nice, too. It's cooling down here as well. It's chilly. It rained a lot today, post-wool festival. And it was just like, yeah, I went to a harvest festival yesterday and brought home a pumpkin. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Do we have, do we, you all have some good plans for Samhain this month? No. What the fuck is that? I don't have any friends, so I'm not doing anything for Halloween. Have you ever seen any of the Halloween movies, Andrew? <laughs> I've watched many of them. I watched one very recently for this podcast. Halloween 3 is all about Samhain, or as Donald Pleasance calls it in Halloween 2, Sam Hain. (laughs) Indeed. Um, Oh, I wish I had Halloween. Halloween's my favorite holiday. I love costumes more than anything. But I I don't have any friends here, so I don't have any plans. You can come to Chicago. We're going to do stuff. Maybe I will. Yeah, come to Connecticut. We can hang out with Andrew's dad. Mm, I mean, I won't be there. Well, (laughs) yeah, I mean, that was the pro of the argument. I'm also like in terms of different overby. 
Hannah Blackman, what is the best film you saw for the first time for season three? Am I correct to say yeah. that this season had a higher amount of films you had not seen before? That is not correct. I mean, I think what? it is maybe partially, but like I had seen most of them and the ones I hadn't seen are terrible. So the best <laughs> of the ones I hadn't seen is Species, which I liked. Wait, what are all the ones you haven't seen? I, I feel like I must disagree with that. Let's see. I hadn't seen Species. I hadn't seen Dear Evan Hansen. I hadn't seen Wind Talkers. I hadn't seen Cowboys and Aliens. But I didn't enjoy the film of Cowboys and Aliens. Mm. But that's it. Out of 12, I had, I had not seen four. So I had definitely seen the majority. Okay. Well, I really thought we were doing something. Um, Sorry, buddy. Mine is Indiana Jones 4 nice yeah i'm putting it above you know species i'm putting it above greece yeah i just i really like indiana jones 4 like no i mean it's it's one of the best movies that was like covered on this season of the podcast i mean face i've seen face off before but like i'd say indy 4 is actually in the top percentage of looking at these movies yeah i think i also watched crimson peak for the first time so it feels a little fucked up no you're allowed to like Indiana Jones yeah. 4. It's we we all decided it was good. <laughs> it's yeah. a good movie. We like it. So Mo Williams won. Uh, <laughs> so of the episodes I was on, there were only two movies I hadn't seen. Speed Two, Cruise Control, and mm-hmm. Species. And Species is obviously the the better of those two films <laughs> by a country <laughs> mile. Uh, Spe- and Species is like the king of hell. It just is like yeah, I mean, the, the has, best in the shit pile. Has actors in it, <laughs> and Speed Two has actors in it. You're right, um, but yeah, I just think Species like was Species one of those movies where I knew about it. I knew it was a sexy alien movie, and then watching it, I was like, oh, there's like a lot more like I appreciate with all these actors and their performances in these scenes. And I miss movies like this that mm. just used to come out in the 90s. So it was a very much a pleasant surprise in that way, even though it's just like a very middling movie. Fuck yeah, Species. species. Two votes for it's Species. Fun. Yeah. It's fun. Hannah Blackman. Mm-hmm. Probably a repeat question, a repeat answer. Yeah. Uh, what entertainment or media most got you through the pandemic years so far? Oh that's, oh, that's not the question you that's asked. That's not how it's worded. Oh, what did I put? What did Senator. I put? Because <laughs> um, that's maybe a different answer. Or maybe not. I don't know. I have no memory of the pandemic anymore. It's all a blur. No, no, it's okay. What, what I, Whatever I put on yours is something I intentionally change. So what, oh, what is the question? Okay, my phrase says, what entertainment or media has been most important to you in 2022? That's a better and question. And the answer Since- is... Mash. <laughs> yeah. Also, um, a cold over from 2021, Steven Spielberg's West Side Story, which really got me <laughs> through the first four months of the year. And then it was, it's been Mash, Mash, Forever, Mash, my dearly beloved friends from TV, the surgeons of Mash. <laughs> Andrew Marco, same question. What uh, got you through 2022? Um, I've been deep diving on my car rides into some old music catalogs. Like, a, a I listened to a lot of early They Might Be Giants and early mid Warren Zevon stuff and just like listening to the full albums and really appreciating them. So I definitely say like it's car ride music has been like the biggest thing for me more than any TV or movie has just, you know, getting into some albums and listening to them. 
awesome. My answer, I really, I really went back and forth on this. I was like, am I really going to say this? Am I going to really be the guy who says this? I think my favorite thing in 2022 that gave me the most joy was Jackass Forever. Oh, I mean, great, great. I, I mean, I, I saw it. it three times in theaters. I think about it all the time. It's it's the the card counter of this year. In that, like, <laughs> when I first saw it, I was like, okay, movie. And I, like, think about it with every waking moment. Hmm. Mm. That's important stuff. And I'm so glad it's something so joyous and loving for you. Yes. That's so nice. It's so nice. God, that's so that's such a good point. I mean, when I get to like my end of year, like here's the movies I liked most this year. Like Jackass Forever is up there for sure. Like I will be shocked if it gets bumped out of my like top five. Yeah, you know. I mean, yeah, you usually see my smile. So that's well, I won't see Smile in a theater. It's gonna scare me too bad. I can't do it. <laughs> too it's, scary. I've heard that that movie is good, but I <laughs> I just. I I don't I almost don't want to go like it just because the first trailer was so annoying. I'm just like I know that it's full of jump scares. I know it's that kind of movie I can tell and I don't do well in theaters with those and if I'm mm-hmm. alone in a movie theater to see a horror movie and I'm like too scared by jump scares it's embarrassing. Yeah. You know, like if you have friends with you and it's fun, like that's one thing or you can like ooh, like hide in your friend's shoulder but like by myself and the people yeah, who I see have... horror movies in Santa Fe are like teenagers. So they'll make <laughs> fun of me. And I like can't with that. I have that same worry about uh, Disenchanted. I think it's just going to be too scary for me. I don't know what that is, but I'm assuming this is a joke. It's the it's it the Enchanted sequel that's coming out this year. Gotcha. Gotcha. One of those titles where you can already see like the dis headlines written before the movie comes out like if nope was bad you just know what the fucking stupid variety headline would be yeah it's all the don't worry darlings we're worrying darlings (laughs) yeah you've seen it it was crazy to go through like and and if you think i'm talking about you if you're listening to this episode i am it was crazy (laughs) to go through like all the initial like critics that saw don't worry darling before everyone else and every letterbox review was a joke about the title. Every single one. I wish I knew less entertainment writers and critics because I'm really sick of like someone who's like, I saw a screener, I went to a festival, you won't be able to see this movie for nine months. And I'm like, God damn it. Like that stuff's starting to really eat me up. Yeah, my we'll get to this, but my most anticipated thing uh coming up is something that people have already seen that I know I just won't see for an eon. Driving me fucking crazy. I know what you mean. And now that I like anyway. don't live in a major city, I'm like, cool, I wanted to go see Confess Fletch in a movie theater. It's not playing out here at all. Yeah. yeah. Not available, not possible. I had to buy it. Have, did you watch it yet? Yeah. All right, we'll talk about it sometime. Great. We'd love to. Um, okay, Hannah, let's, let's get to these rankings. Okay. So... We uh, your season three ranking. You want to take it from mm-hmm. twelve to one. And now for okay. the listener, we did read U.S. Marshals. Yes, yes, we did. Yes, we. The did. episode doesn't exist yet, but it's it's in our brains yeah. and it is and being included. It's a in the great ranking. listen. Yeah, I want to make it clear to the listener that just like the last time we did this, I didn't think about these. I just followed my heart about like what did I like better. You know, there's no like science behind my ranking. Okay, sure. 
Uh, 12, Star Trek Into Darkness. Ooh, 11, okay. Wind Talkers. 10, oh. Speed 2 Cruise Control. 9, Dear Evan Hansen. 8, Resident Evil The Final Chapter. 7, U.S. Marshals. 6, Grease. 5, Species. 4, Face Off. 3, Crimson Peak. 2, Indiana Jones. 4, 1, Cowboys and Aliens. <laughs> Okay, the thing that sticks out to me there is two Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. I remember really liking it. <laughs> it's a book I liked. It's pretty high in mind, but like two. Okay. It was good. Rollins. He added That's a lot. I do, baby. Uh, yeah. The thing that the the other thing that stuck out to me is um Star Trek as the as the last one. I don't know. Yeah, I bad. think for me, because I'm familiar with that movie, like, at least with, like, Dwarven Hansen, there's, like, interesting choices being made, and it was something I was relatively, like, not familiar with, like, the movie I hadn't seen. Like, right. the show I had seen, obviously, but whatever. And, like, Wind Talkers was brand new to me, so even though I didn't like the book, there was always, like, a surprise on every page, you know? And Star Trek Into Darkness is like, I know what's happening, and I don't like it, and it's badly written, and I'm not enjoying <laughs> the experience at all, you know? That's why it's so low for me. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Here's my ranking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Number 12, Speed 2 Cruise Control. Mm-hmm. Ryan, bad, bad, really bad. I mean, pretty bad. Pretty bad. I mean, I, I just think he's below... Uh, Star Trek Into Darkness because Ryan's writing is so sinister. That's true. Whereas Into Darkness is just a bore. So boring. That being said, number 11, Star Trek Into Darkness. Get it the fuck out of here. Number 10, Wind Talkers. Mm -hmm. Number 9, also, same as you, Dear Evan Hansen. Number 8, Crimson Peak, a fine book that I ruined by not listening to it very well. (laughs) Yeah. No. Number seven, U.S. Marshals. Number six, Resident Evil, The Final Chapter, a book mm-hmm. that I wasn't too hot on until I got pretty far into it, and then I felt like it like got really good. Mm-hmm. Number five, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Number four, Species. Number three, Grease. Number two, Face Off. Number one, Cowboys Ampersand Aliens, which is how you can to- tell they wrote it together. <laughs> yeah just undeniable mm, i mm. mean i feel like we have similar sort of like shapes with a couple outliers right like your I'm crimson just peak is much lower than is. mine i like f- it's four it's number four that's pretty Too high low. that's Too in the low. top third you know maybe it i think it could switch with crimson peak for me for sure but i don't know i didn't do it that way you I saying think it's in the, in the top of my life of I, 12 yeah that's how math works. But it's the number four one. And it's like, that's yeah. like when the when the baseball announcer is like, this guy has the most RBIs in 2022 of any shortstop on the East Coast. <laughs> yeah, okay. I look, I like Face Off. I liked Crimson Peak, though. I like the ghosties and the ghoulies. And I didn't have some fucked up relationship with that book that I made up. I genuinely <laughs> took it on its own terms. Yeah, fair. So... All right, all-time ranking, the mm-hmm. 10 best novelizations. I think next time read. we shouldn't do 10, we should do five. 10 was somehow really hard for me. I found it really hard too, and I feel like I'm even going to edit on the fly because there's one in here where I'm like, I actually don't like it that much. Why did I put sure. it here? Totally. 
this is the moment when I would like to say that Goodreads is useless, as has a bad platform functionality that I like to complain about. Okay, why? On Goodreads, I have a shelf of authorized books, and all my books that we've read here are on that shelf. And I went to that shelf and I was like, cool, I want to sort this in order of my ratings from highest to lowest to get a sense of what I actually thought was good. And it's incapable of doing that. It cannot show you what you ranked in order. So I was like looking and I was like, there's no way that I gave Jurassic Park three, four and a half stars. Like there's no way because that's not, it's giving you like an overall rate. I don't know. But it really frustrated me and it made this exercise very difficult. So I should do make a spreadsheet. I have to make a spreadsheet. Annoying. I have a an issue with the the letterbox list function, which yeah. is I look. I kind of get why this is true, but it's still annoying. They don't mm. let you double add a movie to a list, and it feels like they must understand that like a list could be used for something in which doubling would be understandable. Example, please. For well, like the my list of all the novelizations ranked, mm-hmm. I want to put like ET on here twice, but it won't let me. Indeed, indeed, yeah, that's tough. That's a toughie. But you could also create a list that's like, if you want to have a certain experience, watch like these movies in order, and there's like intentional repeats. Mm-hmm. You should write a letter. We should write letters. Excuse yeah. me, your functionality is bad. There's also a difficult thing on Letterbox where like I want to see. Like, I wanted to see my tagged authorized movies in order of when I watched them. Yeah. And it couldn't give me that, which I found annoying. I found a workaround, but I was still like, just, like, show me the... <sighs> no, and anyway. it sucks, too, because you should be able to, like, tag... Uh, You should be able to tag, like, in theaters as something on Letterboxd, like, that you saw it in I theaters. I have a tag for that. I I do that, too. Oh, sorry, that was the end of my sentence and thought, and you owned me. <laughs> no, it, I'm sorry, go I, ahead. you should be able to tag that, you know, whenever you want, and then go back and be like, I want to only see what I saw in theaters in 2019, which doesn't yes. seem to be a thing. Yeah, there's no way to show, like, overlap of tags or, like, filter by both tags, which would be very helpful. I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah, get me on one of those many letterbox podcasts that suddenly exist as like a guy really? complaining. I'll do it. About how it works? That's a uh, thing that no, people there, do? There's one where they talk about the movies that are on the most people's watch lists. Oh. And there's another one where they like interview filmmakers. Um, I think like the, the lately letterbox has been like, here's like the top movies ranked by people who identify as she, her or whatever. And I'm like, this is almost offensive. To look yeah. at, like, these are, like, women's favorite movies. It, like, makes me <laughs> furious. Anyway. Okay, Hannah, uh, yeah. count us down your top ten okay. uh, authorized novelization podcast novelizations so far as of the end of season three. Okay, the the tough part is, unfortunately, I put a couple things in here that have not come out yet. I knew that would happen, and it's fine. It's a good I'm teaser. sorry. I'm sorry. I just couldn't figure out how else to do it. I was having a really hard time like what have we read what did i think about them you know like really hard time right and and now i'm like is this even true i don't know so my number 10 is face off okay my number not and my number nine is indiana jones 4 which feels crazy now that we've talked a little bit (laughs) (laughs) my number eight is the sixth sense the original sixth sense book yeah hell yeah 
every time I think about it, I'm like, that book good, and it made me cry, and that's huge. That's huge. Yeah. yeah. Um, number seven, Taxi Driver, which is not out yet. Not out yet. Probably won't be out for like yet. six months. Well, if there's a teaser <laughs> for the listener. Uh, I liked it. Uh, six, Sky Captain, which feels insanely high, actually. I respect that. Um, I, I like what it's up to. Uh, number five, Terminator 2, which just feels wrong. I feel like last time we did one of these, I was like, I don't like Terminator 2, boo. Which, I don't know, man. Uh, number four, Willow. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, Rogue One, which is not out yet, but was good <laughs> as hell. Number two, Star Wars Revenge of the Sith. And number one, Cowboys and Baby Aliens. Cowboys and Aliens, honey. Hell yeah. No way around it. Cowboys and Aliens, number one. Fucking rips. All right, here we go. Number 10, Cowboys. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Number 10. I'm actually in agreement with you here, Hannah. Number 10, Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Really, really fun uh, descriptions of action in that one. And all the, in that extra chapter at the beginning about sending the Terminator back, fucking rules. Number nine, Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow. Love it. Love his weird little adventures that we don't get to see, we only get to hear mm-hmm. about. Number eight, I wrote down Aliens, but I don't believe it at all. I'm throwing it out. I don't want it there. <laughs> I know how I'm you replaced... feel. Yeah, I, Aliens and I, we don't, we're like not friends anymore. I want to I... like it, but I don't like it. I'm going to replace... One of the best movies of all time. That one with uh, Indiana Jones... And the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Love. Uh, then Love. we're saying number seven, Gremlins. The original novelization. Still have a lot of respect for it. Still had a lot of fun with it. Number six, The Cotswinkle E.T., a deranged book for sick people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> number five, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Similarly, a perverse a book for sick people. <laughs> for sick people made by a deeply sick person. Um, but you know, I, I, I cannot help but respect a guy that gets on stage with a saxophone and then just starts mashing the piano instead. Like, it's just like, he's doing something with the form. It's wild. Number four, face off. We had that episode recently enough that you all know why it just is nasty as hell. I love the books that are nasty. It turns out. It's fun. Number three, Willow. Number two. Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. Number one, Cowboys, Ampersand, Aliens. We got some Joan coming down the pipe in the future. Yeah, we do. I already read that book. It's fun. Well, we have uh, more than one, actually, Hannah. Oh, really? What's beyond this one? 47 Ronin. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. That's going to be good. It's gonna Never be really seen good. that movie. Don't know anything about it. Can't I wait mean, for it's Joan just like, to wow me. If you her or if you like enjoyed Joan Devinge trying to plus up a movie that's not very good with cowboys and aliens it seems like people hate this movie even more <laughs> so oh, i'm so excited to read her book cannot wait she's a she's a queen i think i uh went a different way with my top 10 because i just went with any books we read not just novelizations <laughs> Oh, well, Marco, no no offense, but presumably you have to, right? Because you've probably read about 10. I think I've read a little more than that. Uh, But the ones I, I mean, I'll just go through my list and it'll, it'll make sense. So number 
10. I didn't even Those know he was all... going to do this. I'm into it. This is great. Number 10, Gremlins, our original book. I love me some gype. I still hold a lot of fondness for that book. Number 9 for me is the one that I forced an episode upon us with is uh, Jurassic Park 3 Survivor. <laughs> Hell yeah. I actually I love that there's a whole novel that's just taking place within another novel. Um, 8, Grease. We just covered it recently. I that's what I come to this podcast for is books that have Fuck multiple yeah. chapters that are not in the movie told by bizarre POV uh, characters. Seven, Batman Forever. First time seeing that movie was for this, and I thought the book was really compelling and interesting, too. Uh, I have a Look, I'm dropping con- all Peter David bits going forward. I've decided he seems like a nice man, and I do like <laughs> his writing. Then I have a four-way tie for third place with the four Crystal Lake novels that I did read. <laughs> did read. Read, read. Nice. Those, uh, those things are not tied with each other. <laughs> it can't be. <laughs> I, I'm, it, just the experience of reading all of them was really fun. And I, th- th- like, I, again, that was like a real shot in the dark of like, hey, there's five of these books. Yeah. Is this going to be fun? And it ended up being a fun experience. And number two for me is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, an early Hell favorite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one is Revenge of the Sith still. Um, Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. It's great. Star Wars. Pretty cool. Star Wars. Hannah Blackman, what yeah. media most excites you coming into 2023? We're at the looking forward questions now. Yeah. I mean, it's Mission Impossible 7 and 8. Uh, if I die before seeing those movies, I'll just be devastated. Uh, in other things that I'm excited about, HBO Perry Mason theoretically coming back next year. Can't wait to find out if anybody kisses in that show (laughs) Um, and that Liam Neeson Marlowe movie is supposed to actually come out after it being announced about seven years ago and I can't wait to either have that movie make my life good or bad Mm. so that's what I'm looking for I don't really know what that last thing is but it sounds interesting um about six years ago a book came out called the black-eyed blonde which is a continuation of raymond chandler's philip marlowe novels some of my favorite novels in the entire world my favorite thing private detective philip marlowe and that book is okay and then they announced that they were making a movie of that book not any of the chandler books with starring liam neeson who is way too old (laughs) and they announced this because that character is, like, 40, and Liam Neeson's, like, 70. But, like, okay, fine, whatever. Um, they announced this, like, seven years ago, and I was like, huh, I'm intrigued. Um, and then it kind of disappeared, and now, suddenly, they're like, it's coming out in December in a major motion picture theater mm-hmm. way. And I, So, you know, I'm excited to gatekeep my favorite thing in the world and then have other people be like, well, it's not Robert Altman's Marlon. And I'll be like, fuck you, fuck you, <laughs> fuck you, for, for a month, a month at least. So excited about that. Andrew Marco, what media most excites <clears throat> you coming into 2023? Thank you, Andrew. And I also want to take on Bridge. I've read 23 <laughs> books for this podcast. 23 uh, books? I read Holy a shit. lot in the season one that and feels two. feels crazy. <laughs> and then... We miss you, man. Read some more books. I have to learn how to read. Uh, (laughs) So this this is an end of year thing, but obviously I'm I'm very excited for Weird the Alvin Yankovic story this year. Um, And there's a lot of sequels coming out next year. I'm excited for Mission Impossible, Scream, Indiana Jones, Book Club Two. Book Club Two. Where I'm just like, oh, I didn't realize I was going to be hyped for this, but I am. Knock at the Cabin looks really 
kind of fun, the new M. Night Shyamalan movie. Yeah, M. Night. Um, Hell yeah. I refuse to watch a trailer, but yes, I'll go see the yeah. new M. Night. That sounds good. And I- important to this podcast, a television program is coming out in its fourth season next year, High School Musical, the musical, the series, which will mm. get even more meta, in which I believe they're filming a High School Musical 4 in that series. Amazing. With, like, Zephron and everybody. Zephron so. has not been announced, but I think everyone else has. Well, if he's not in it, I'm not watching it. I'm sure he is going to be in it in the same way that I'm sure Donald Glover will be in the community movie. How to follow your heart. Andrew, how about you? What are you looking forward to? Well, my answer, I think, has to be amended because I just kind of, like, forgot Mission Impossible is coming out because it's been pushed back so many fucking times. Uh, Obviously, Mission Impossible 7 is what I'm looking forward to most in 2023. What I wrote down, what I'm, like, actively thinking about right now uh, and I sound like a fucking, you know, broken record since we recorded Taxi Driver recently. Uh, this I gotta see this new Schrader movie. It's fucking killing me. Here, the the, the, the long and short of it is like it's called a Master Gardener. <laughs> the the cast is what uh, Edgerton, the, the, uh, um, Edgerton, yeah, Isai Morales, uh, Sigourney Weaver, and someone else. And the the thing about these new Schraders is just, he made First Reformed, which I'm obsessed with, which is a movie that's like, don't worry about the world collapsing. Don't let fascism get you down. Keep a smile on, because it's all you got. And then he made The Card Counter, which was like, I still believe that, but also you do have to kill the oppressors. And like, I cannot, everybody coming out of Master Gardener is like, this is the most deranged shit I've ever seen. <laughs> like, I want to see what radical bullshit he's spewing in his like fucking 80s. I can't mm-hmm. wait. Um, but I have to wait. It doesn't even have distribution yet. So I'm just, I'm not going to see it for ages. Hannah Blackman, you've answered this question before, but maybe your answer has changed. Which movie would you novelize if given the chance? Oh, we're skipping to that one? Sure. Uh, I think I might have these out of order. Oh, answer whatever's next on yours. Oh, well, what's next on mine is what novelization would you like to see tackled by authorized in the future? Oh, yeah. That's next on um, mine, too. I just can't read. Yeah. No, it's cool. It's cool, baby. Uh, my answer to this question is, uh, given how fun it is to read these old ones that apparently had no oversight, where shit's just cuckoo bird in there, like the taxi drivers and greases of the world. Yeah. Um, I want to read some, like, real old fucking things. I want to read A Cat from Outer Space. I want to read Rare Breed. I want to read some books that I order them online, and they arrive, and they're like, I open it, and they turn to dust. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what I want. I think that would be fun. <laughs> Andrew Marco, same question. What novelization would you like to see tackled by Authorized in the future? Sure. So I looked at your master Rosetta Stone of novelizations that you have available. And I th- picked three that just sort of like Hannah. I was like, I feel like these would be weird books. They're interesting, weird movies that probably didn't have a lot of oversight on their novelization. So I picked these three. The Butterfly Effect. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, we can get that yeah. author on. I've been talking to that guy. Oh, awesome. Hey, uh, nice. It's just, cool. That's just a book that costs a million dollars. We've got to figure out how to read it. Maybe. But he seems mm. really nice. Ooh. Uh, the second one is the Neil Diamond Jazz Singer, which I just feel like is going to be a weird novelization, another 70s one. And the third was uh, the 70s film Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, which just has to be weird. Hell oh, yeah. for sure. Hell yeah, we got to do that. And I've never seen it. Uh, Sergeant Pepper, so that'd be a great excuse to watch it. 
Andrew, uh, what novelization or, you know, novelizations with an S in parentheses would you like to see tackled by Authorized in the future? I had a lot of trouble with this question, and I settled on the answer. I don't have an answer, and I don't need to answer because I rule this podcast with an iron fist, and I'm fucking <laughs> drunk with power, and I already make you guys read anything I have, like, any whim to read. That's true. I've expressed interest in many books that you're like, not now, bitch. Maybe later. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'd like to read this. And you're like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Someday. Yeah. Well, a lot of that is that <laughs> I, I, I hook a lot of the the guests with whatever book they want to do. So. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a couple that I've just forced through that, you know, <laughs> so. So well, I am Andrew, truly uh, duplicitous. Given that you're a duplicitous mm. but loving ruler of this podcast. If you, uh-huh. in your infinite knowledge of novelizations, were to novelize a film, what would you do if given the chance? Yeah, this one I changed uh, this time around to Heat. Having read Heat 2, has there ever been a movie more ripe for novelizing than Heat? It came out in 1995. Why on God's green earth? Or as Joan D. Binge would say, in a cloak of verdant green, <laughs> earth. Did, did this not get a novelization? It makes no sense, that one. Mm. Anna mm. Blackman, what about you? What Which movie would you novelize if given the I mean, chance? aside from my number one pick of all time, I was, I've was i recently been considering how challenging it would be to novelize a Clerks. Hell yeah. Any Clerks? Um, I think it... I mean, I would not choose any clerks, but yeah, I think it would be hard to novelize any of them. I think it would be the most fun challenge to novelize the first one, which is exclusively dialogue based, um, <laughs> almost zero percent um, event based. Yeah. I think especially if you consider like how like are you novelizing clerks in 1994, or are you novelizing with the knowledge of the Viewisk universe, where you can bring in, you know, uh-huh. characters from other films who are there's a fun challenge there and there's like a larger universe which you could reference and there's like a larger context of the other films and the animated series that you could reference Mm -hmm. in ways that would be fun but i so i've been thinking about that lately andrew marco if you could novelize a movie which one would you novelize there's no question it's tremors hell yeah tremors needs a novel I've said hell yeah 40 times this episode. I'm tired, but I do agree <laughs> with everything being said. Yeah. Same. Yeah, I want Tremors. A Tremors. Awesome. I want a Tremors 2. I want a Tremors 3. I want a Tremors 4. The then Tremors 4 novelization would rip. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it would. Yes, All the it interiority would. for for uh, Bert's uh, you know, stuffy ancestor and his little <laughs> bicycle. <laughs> so good. So good. Hannah so Blackman. Bad. What has been your favorite episode of Authorized to record so far? Mm. I can't choose. I love all my babies equally. I do like the ones where we play games. I love to play a game. (laughs) I feel like this wasn't apparent to me early on. Early on, (laughs) I was like bringing games and and maybe all of our various friendship dynamics weren't like, you know, I didn't know them yet. And I was like, I really, I really shit the bed when I bring a game. I felt very discouraged after games. Batman Forever, but then I just kept going for no I reason. I don't remember what the game was for that. Riddles. It was the Riddler game. Oh, the Riddles. Well, the Riddles were terrible, but I liked playing the game. <laughs> like, yeah. I like the, I like, I don't like having to read a thing that I can't get through because I'm so giggly. 
But I like a trivia game. I like a match these things up game. I like a who is this person game. Like, I like those. I like a predator or prey. I think those are the best. Thank you. The slideshows are, are awesome. Yeah, the slideshow yeah. games are really, really mm-hmm. fun. Um, the yeah, here's a thing that's going to embarrass skills. Hannah to read. I don't like as much. Mm-hmm. But I like I like to play games. Noted. In which direction? This is why I like the Saw movies. I, I do want to play yeah. a game. Hannah is like the Amanda to Andrew's Jigsaw. <laughs> Just I be like, ooh, that's I a good am. one. Maybe I'm, you know, spoilers, um, Max Mignella, what's his last name? I'll be that guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm. I just want to be in the crowd, but I'm no, I'm no, you know, Costas Mandalore. I'm not really a Hoffman or something. Mm. I'm just there. Hannah, you haven't answered this question. Oh, I don't have an answer. I can't answer. I, I don't know. Well, what, I don't know. Do, I like which all one of them. Do you have fond memories for? I just have like recency bias. Like everything we've done recently, I've had a really fun time. Like I rarely have a bad time. Sometimes when we have to talk to an author who I'm scared of, it's not as fun for me, you know? Sure. Um, yeah. But uh, <laughs> anytime it's like buddies and friends, I'm having a good time. So I, I can't pick. How about you, Andrew I'm Overby? blood from a goddamn stone. Um, my, uh, last time I said Willow, uh, this time I'm going with Resident Evil 6. Uh, I was very, I had such a good time with every segment of that episode. Talking with Jesse about that book for like an hour 45 was so fun. I was nervous. That was a fun game for too. the Yeah, the fun game. I was nervous for the, the Tim interview, but Tim had such funny anecdotes about like them making him rewrite Kingsman four times. <laughs> it was it was just so good and and the game was so fun. I, I really came away from that electrified. Andrew Marco, what about you? So this was interesting because like there are ones where it's like, oh what was a great episode, you know, who's a great guest. And there are weird ones where I look back and I'm like, I have fond memories of like great expectations and stuff, which is weird. That episode ruled. Like nothing I know, but like what a nothing movie uh and strange book but i think my favorite episode we ever did it really comes down to five letters and those letters in the order that they need to appear are g r i g g that's right greg ryan no uh my favorite episode to record with the jane austen book club oh. i loved experiencing that movie and i wish i could do it all over again god yeah. bless greg God bless him. I can't think about the Jane Austen book club too much because it makes all of the rest of our episodes feel like a dirge. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah Blackman. Yeah. Which upcoming authorized episode are you most eagerly anticipating? Tease the fans, will you? Uh, well, uh, we haven't read it and we haven't recorded it yet, but on the schedule, we have Jim Cameron's The Abyss. Mm-hmm. which I think is a cool movie that I'm really... Never seen it. Uh, it's very hard. It was for a very long time very hard to get a hold of, and now sometimes it pops up on Amazon Prime with the worst transfer you've ever seen. I had to buy it on DVD twice to get a good one. It's really annoying. Jim... Maybe I can find it on, like, Laserdisc or something. Yeah, I don't know. Try. Like, Jim needs to remaster it and re-release it on Blu-ray, and he just refuses. He's not interested. Um, But I like that movie. I think it's very interesting. It also has like a notorious director's cut situation. So I'm very intrigued to read the book written by a guy who sucks and see if the book's any good and what it brings to it and which version it presents and 
all that stuff. If I remember correctly, it's Orson Scott Card. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so I was at um, <laughs> gonna be fun. the Apple Festival today, as I previously mentioned, and I dipped mm-hmm. into a bookstore, and there was a, a display that was like, buy banned books. You know, like, you know, basically book banning is bad. So I agree with the sentiment by, you know, ban- banning books is really bad. Um, yeah. But the display that they had was Ender's Game and a bunch of Harry Potters. Ooh. And I was like, can we unban something from a chill person, please? Because <laughs> there's books like, like, I feel like half of Toni Morrison's books have been banned in certain schools. Like, right. just do those. Right. What are you doing? Right. Right. <laughs> Andrew Marco. Which upcoming Hi. authorized episode are you most eagerly anticipating? Oh, there's some some great ones ahead. I mean, the Abyss will be up there, Rocky Four. I think the two I'm most excited for are the pitching the novelizations episode. Mm-hmm. More information to come. <laughs> and uh, I'm so scared of that one. I'm also really excited for Phantom of the Paradise. I love that movie. I want to talk to Palma. I want to talk. All that stuff, and I'm excited for that book because it's a bonkers movie. I can only imagine the book is weirder. Overby, what do you, what are you thinking? What are you feeling? I have written down here, the abyss. <laughs> the reason is just that I have never watched it, and uh, I'm excited to read the book. Which you know, card. He's a card. Is that a phrase people still say? Um, he's, it is now. Uh, he's bad, but um. I've heard the book's really good, and you know, obviously, people say the movie's really good. It's just exciting to have such an endorsed piece of media waiting for me. So I'm so excited for you guys to listen to me talk about how hot Michael Bean is in that movie for like two oh, no. straight hours. <laughs> we should wrap up, but Hannah, um, yeah. gun to your head, you can't name an episode you liked recording. I like recording all of them. Oh my God. Like it's I, this one, Hannah. Just she really uh, thinks they're like her children. Like she's gonna offend really the like, episodes. I, I don't look okay. Just to be schmaltzy, I don't really have a lot going on in my life right now. And so every couple of weeks, when I get to hop on a call with or some of my very best friends, or three times a week, my very best friends, and talk about things that I really like and have fun with my friends, I'm always having a really good time, and it's a highlight of my week or three times a week. So, I, you know, I, I literally have had fun every time, even when I'm, like, dying and sick and you're reading Good Burger to Go, <laughs> which I hated. <laughs> yeah, Hannah, Hannah was given a good son situation, and she didn't drop either kid. Sounds like she picked Good Burger to Go as her favorite episode to record. I hated it more than anything. (laughs) I mean, look, here's some things I don't like. I'm kind of done with junior novelizations. They're exhausting. Well, have you noticed that we just stopped reading them? Yeah. Thank you. I mean, Willow was fine. Look, this is it's tough to be everyone's unofficial wrangler. There was a lot of feedback initially (laughs) that was like shorter books. This is too time consuming. We went to juniors and everyone's like, we hate them. We hate them so much. It turns so out much. I like to read good books yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah, it's, it's I'll do a long, a long one book. if it's good. Yeah, if it, if, it, if it gets into the meat. But there's also books like A Grease that are not particularly yeah. long, but Taxi are Driver. incredibly fruitful books. Clueless is 150 pages long. I'm having a good time with that. Yeah. To our listeners, please do rate our podcast. Please do review it. Please do subscribe. The future is a little uncertain at this point as to what our schedule is, but I believe that you're going to be getting a lot of quality 
episodes and crumbs mixed together, some of them full books. Uh, and then when that National Treasure TV show comes out, we should have four National Treasure spinoff books from the early 2000s uh, coming at you, and then a whole fourth season. We're reading like 50 books a year. It's crazy. My Goodreads goal was 35 books, and I passed it like a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a an unholy amount of reading, and I, I think the crazy thing about it is that there are times when we're reading a bad book when I'm like, I hate that I do this to myself. Why do I do this to myself? I don't have any time for anything else. And then we just get a good book after it. And I'm like, I fucking love novelizations. They're incredible. I want to read them all the time. Yeah. Every time I manage to cram a non-novelization into my reading schedule, it feels amazing. It just makes every book richer and more valuable, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. So anyway, mm -hmm. rate our podcast. Review it. Subscribe to it. We have a Patreon. It is patreon.com slash authorized pod uh you can donate to help us uh afford these books if you uh pitch in six or five dollars i should really learn if it's five or six uh i think it's six bizarrely enough cool well if you do that uh we're gonna have an upcoming episode where we incorporate your name into the episode uh and then if you pay an unholy amount of money you can demand that we read a certain novelization and as usual, what if I do that so that I get to read a book that I pick? I just give us you my can own do money. It. That's fine. I can read the cat from outer space. It'll essentially cost you two thirds of the price of the price because you'll get a third of it back. So the thought. As usual, I'm going to conclude the episode by reading a passage from a classic piece of literature. Please do tweet at authorized pod if you recognize what it's from. And here we go. Hey, we need to rank the novelizations. Are you free right now? No, I'm not. I'm driving on the road. Good night. Beautiful. Andrew and Hannah, we have read so many books for this podcast, and I thought it might be fun to see how much, if any of it, stuck. So here's what's going to happen. I am going to read one of you a passage from a book that you have read. I at least made sure that that was true. <laughs> and I'm going to see if you're able to identify it. You two Fine. ready? I'm just going to yeah. read the prose, and we're going to try to... Like, do, do we have to buzz in or? You don't have to buzz in because okay. because both of you have not read the same books. These are tailored to your reading history. Fabulous. Okay. Let's do this. Okay. <clears throat> Fantastic. And I am recording. Great. Okay. <laughs> Is that the quote? <laughs> Andrew Marco. Andrew Overby. Your first quote. While watching the first real sex scene ever projected in American cinemas, between Lena and Borges in the young woman's apartment, 
Blank had the sensation he was watching something new. Recently, other mainstream films had played patty cake with these types of scenes. Oh, is is this Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? This is renowned cinephile Cliff Booth. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, correct. Okay. Off to a good start. Hannah Blackman. Is yeah. it bad my other guess was Gremlins? And it's like, is that what they watch in the movie theater in Gremlins? I don't remember. That was so long <laughs> ago. No, it, it does bring up an interesting question, which is like so much of cinema concerns other people, like characters absorbing cinema because the people who make cinema love cinema. It like doesn't narrow it down too much to be like, this person's watching a movie. It only narrows it down that every reference Tarantino makes is lewd. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah Blackman, your first quote. Hopper hurtled 40 feet through the air. He would have been better served if he'd landed in the water. Instead, the trajectory of his fall sent him slamming into the metal surface. Mm. And I read and this Hopper's one for sure. The actual You name definitely the read this one. Yes, <laughs> Hopper is... I gave you the character name in this case because it wasn't a total mm-hmm. giveaway. Got it. Yes, yes. It's not a bug's life. We haven't read this that This feels yet. very familiar. Can I have one more sentence? From the same page. Yeah. He could, however, make out the tower. Apparently, it was just getting warmed up. The panels that ran along its height were starting to glow, and there was a building cascade of electric noise. Most bizarrely, from high overhead, in what had been a previously clear sky, dark and fearsome clouds were rolling in. Can I take a guess if Hannah can't get it? This yeah, is unfair because I knew Andrews at the first sentence. I didn't need a second sentence on Andrews. Marco, go but ahead. I don't and have this one. Is this from Battleship? This is Battleship. Oh, Everyone's favorite character. Battleship. Your first episode, Hannah. Oh, man. That was like two years ago. We were wow. so young. We were. We babes. Two years Boy. ago, me, Hannah Blackman, John Goodman, and no one else. <laughs> Battleship, of course. Andrew Marco. Andrew, yes. Your next passage. But it wasn't an ordinary hole. This hole was shaped like a paw print, a huge paw print. And there was another hole just like it, right beside the one blank was sitting in. So I'm going to talk you through my thought process of the books I'm reading. I'm actually looking at a list. That's, we can see your book. We can see the book. I was going to (laughs) say... I I Quite thought, a clue. Well, I had I had gotten it down to a few. I miles, showed the so. book by accident. I my, assumed my... it was either Jurassic Park three or Rugrats. Andrew, it seems, has revealed it was Rugrats, the movie, the musical, the book. <laughs> my 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 tr- my uh, automated trash can caught my motion and was starting to move, so I shifted <laughs> to stop it. But uh, we then saw I the gave book. Away the I'm book. sorry. No, it's okay. It's my bad. I would have recognized Kathy East Dabowski's prose anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Not just that, but her husband. Marky. E. <laughs> I have to look that... at the list of all the things I've read because I'll forget otherwise. Hannah Blackman, your yes. next passage. The hours flew by. As afternoon turned into evening, the kids lit a huge bonfire, sending orange flames into a purple sky. Away from the throbbing music... Blank and blank sat on a blanket among the sand dunes, watching the foamy waves wash ashore. 
this has to be Greece. I mean, you are it doesn't. incorrect. <laughs> can you read it again? Can I take a guess? You're right. Let me I'm give sorry. you something else. Let yeah, me give, give you something, something else. else. This, I will say this is a book that it's the really hard to find. The moment I said it, I was it. like, it doesn't sound like that prose, but the, the moment we're in. <laughs> Go ahead. Give me something else. It's basically impossible to find passages in this book that don't fully give it away, but I'm going to try to dance around character names. Okay. As the day progressed, the shadows lengthened and the rest of the world melted away. Couples left the floor until there was only the music and blank. Finally, he spun blank one last time and dipped her. When he lifted her, they were face to face, close enough to kiss. Is this Great Expectations? It is not. Okay, because I was going to say, I didn't read that. That wouldn't no, be fair. No, I, I would never do that to you, Hannah. <laughs> so there Let's are bonfires, see. there's dancing. It's music. not wind talkers, because if you were going to do wind talkers, you would read that horrific passage. I feel like I just can't remember all of the books we've read. No problem. I'm just going to um, say... In the interest of time, this was Cheetah Girls 2. Mm. Oh. The, I did the, read the, Cheetah the Girls 2. The lush Spain location with all yes. of its romantic dancing. Of course. Duh. Andrew Marco, your next passage. I'm ready. A man could easily die out here. The thought passed through his head as he and his two companions fought the raging surf, desperately clinging die to their day. boards. Die another day. Die another day. I knew that one, too. I want to make that clear. I knew it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think that maybe <laughs> some of these are a little easier than some other ones, and it's uh, it's whatever. As the only person who mildly enjoyed Die Another Day, I know it's prose well. I was tutoring <laughs> all day, and I put this together in an Uber. You did a great job. Thank you. Uh, okay. Hannah Blackman, your next passage. Mm-hmm. Sorry, the guard said in a low, gravelly voice. Nobody gets past this door. Dexter frowned and stepped forward. <laughs> Look, Starsky, we're from Good Burger, and we... <laughs> well, that's, that's Good Burger, I guess, right? That's, of course, Good Burger by Joseph Locke. Okay, Andrew <laughs> Marco, your next passage. The security guard's eyebrows shot up and his eyes widened. You got Good Burgers in those bags? Gimme one. <laughs> well, I know it's not my favorite book, Good Burger to go, but I believe this might be Good Burger by Joseph Locke. <laughs> this is, of course, Good Burger by Joseph Locke. Hannah Blackman, your next yeah. passage. <laughs> sure, dude, Ed said, pulling a burger <laughs> from one of the bags and handing it over. Now will you let us in? This is a hard one, but I think it might be Good Burger by Joseph give, Locke. Yeah, they gotta give Shaq those, that Shaq meat. Yeah. <clears throat> Correct. Andrew Marco, your next passage. <laughs> Pick up a different book. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet, the guard said, looking all around carefully. Beads of sweat broke out on his forehead as he leaned toward the boys and said in a low, desperate whisper, Come on, you know what I want. <laughs> Oi, yeah, that's good burger. That's good burger uh, from the scene where the guard uh, mm -hmm. needs to be bribed. Yes, mm -hmm. in fact. That is a great scene. Nice. Yeah, very, very memorable. Hold up just a second. Um, okay. Hannah Blackman. Ed and Dexter exchanged a glance, and Dexter shrugged, reaching into one of the bags. He handed over a small container of sauce, saying, 
okay, here. Uh, this is good burger. I do want to say... Andrew Marco, your next passage. <laughs> I forgot or his name was Dexter. Go- that's what I was going to say. I never would have known. That's just Keenan. And I've been like, that's Keenan. <laughs> More, the guard said, his hands trembling, sweat dribbling oh, down oh, his face. Oh, 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 I think, I think I know this one. Um, you know, it ha- we haven't talked about it in a long time, but is this good burger? Yeah, bonus points if you can name the author. <laughs> oh, it's uh, my boy Joey Locke. Hannah Blackman. That is, of course, correct. Hannah Blackman. Mm -hmm. Your next passage. Please, the guard begged. I need it. I gotta have it. More, Mm. the guard said. Oh, oh, it's Good Burger by Joseph Lott. Correct. Andrew Marco. Man, are you gonna eat this stuff? Dexter asked, or take a bath in it? He shoved two more containers at the guard, then pushed him aside, saying, There, now get out of the way. (laughs) You know, I, I'd probably go with Good Burger. Uh, it's not by Savage Steve Holland. He wrote Good Burger to go. But <laughs> I think it's by Joseph Locke. Is that correct? Yes, that's that's correct. It's by Joseph Locke, which is a pen name for whom? If you can name for an extra point. Who could Posts possibly? really insufferable memes on Twitter. I guess you guys didn't follow this guy. No, man. It's not Peter cool. David. It takes me like three episodes to follow our guests. (laughs) The man's name is Ray Garten. Oh. All right. Hannah Blackman, your next passage. Mm -hmm. The grenade landed and exploded into the expected (laughs) fragments just in front of the boat. It's Wind Talker. Stop. Raising a small dust cloud and no doubt stunning the gunners with it. You're correct. That's Wind Talkers. Andrew Marco, your next passage. Bless you, the guard cried. He looked around quickly, then ran off to eat his good burger with lots of extra sauce. Oh, Andrew, I wasn't on the Star Trek Into Darkness episode. (laughs) You're right. This is a huge error on my part. (laughs) So your guess? Good burger. (laughs) Yes, this is, of course, Good Burger by Joseph Locke. Do I get anything if I win this? (laughs) I think it's neck and neck right now. I I have not been keeping count. Hey. <laughs> Hannah Blackman, take us home with If it hadn't, what Harrigan <laughs> did surely would The battlefront beach boy stood in his crater and unleashed a stream of fire. It's a wind talker. Please don't reach the thing. That Ew. licked the metal pillbox. Okay, I'll stop. Oh my god. Andrew so Marco, gross. your final no. one. Sought the about... slit, slithered home. No. Could you say that again? No. Sought the I actually misread it. This is a, a actually not from one you've read, but I think you can get it. It's a, a terrible orange tongue that licked the metal pillbox, sought the slit, slithered inside. Is this the Emoji Movie? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I'm just surprised you didn't pull out that beautiful Grease quote you love so very much about... Oh, the guy dropping, turning his gears in the... I don't remember any of of his actual name, but I remember all of our, you know, obsequious Overby or whatever it was. Or Factory Overby. I never want to hear that Wind Talker's passage again. I know that I will, but I really, I don't want to. Hannah Blackman, just to to clear your sinuses here, here's a final one for you. It's not the Wind Talker's quote. Thank God. It's the beginning of chapter one, and the line is, Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger, 
Can I take your order? What is Ooh. this from Hannah Blackman? It well, it must it it simply must be Good Burger. Unfortunately, and this if is it's Good, Good Burger, Burger to, to go, go, that's not Steve correct because I didn't read that. <laughs> and I will cut the episode before you say that. <laughs> I um, everyone will remember that I didn't read it, so it's fine. But <laughs> I really was going to say, oh, certainly this must be a Good Burger to go trick, even though yeah. I didn't read that. Mm-hmm. You should you have said so as much. Bastard. 